Because if we can win the mind, we can win everything. Because he's trying to do a new thing in our minds. And if we don't allow it to happen, we will continue to have the same old processes. I don't know if you guys want to stay up here or go sit down or if you need to go grab stools. I don't, whatever you guys want to do. You can stand. Keep doing that. I don't care. Whatever you need to do. We serve a good God. But he's wanting us to win the mind. And because the mind, if it can get in order, God can do something crazy. And the most important scripture uh, that in this moment from God's word is, is talking about in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And it, and it says, it says, don't, don't, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. Now, here's what we're talking about, wash me away. And we're saying all this stuff. It's, it, it basically, we're saying, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. Don't think like the world thinks. Don't act like the world acts. Don't believe and behave like the world believes and behaves. Where does that lead us? Trouble. Every time. But it says, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to renew our mind. And if you were here last week, you're, you're going to hear some stuff that I've already said, and you're going to think this is deja vu. It's not deja vu. It's still the truth. It just hasn't changed. And we're going to add to it. Because I believe if we can get this stuff in order, if we can start putting steps to it, this, it'll change everything in our life. Every decision we make. And I'm telling you right now, it's crazy out there. Just outside the doors. Sometimes inside the doors. <laughs> but it's crazy. He wants to renew your mind. And sometimes we make irrational decisions. Am I the only one in this building making irrational decisions at times? Anybody else ever dealt with that? And, and some of it is like you, you might do that on your own, or some of it is might you, somebody might try to push your buttons to make an irrational decision. Now, I'm just going to, I'll say it real fast and so I can get into the point. But was it Friday? Yes, it was Friday. Friday, weird things happened to me. I don't even know why, but they did. And I could be triggered by things that would try to get me off game. You know, you got to stay on point because God is wanting to do something incredible in your life and the enemy's wanting to do something terrible in your life. So they're both wanting to do something. What are you going to choose? What side of the team you're going to be on? And, and for me, it probably started with just real quick. Uh, was it McDonald's or Burger King? <laughs> I don't know. Either way. Somebody said the order, they didn't talk very loud. Have you ever talked with people that don't open their mouth all the way and they just talk with their teeth and you're just like, what? And if you can't hear very well, you're trying to read lips anyway. And if you're not moving your mouth very much, it's hard to read those things. So I couldn't really hear what they said. I just knew that I needed to pay, so I gave them a card. What I didn't realize is they gave me the, they charged me wrong. Now, they charged me less than what I should have paid. Now, honestly, I was, I, I got up to the window and they said, okay, did you order this, this, and this? And I'm like, yes. Well, you didn't pay for it. I said, absolutely, I paid for it. Well, I didn't look at the receipt because, you know, we just grab the card, throw the receipt down, and hope to God that we get the order right. I hold up the line now because I look through my bag before I drive off so I don't have to make a circle. Um, thanks for clapping. Um, but, but then the lady came up, and she was mad, and she was like, you got to pay. I said, no, I don't. She goes, well, you paid for a different one. I said, that's not my fault. I don't mind paying the difference, but I'm not repaying to pay for this. Mine was $22. There, whatever I paid for was 12 something. I said, I'll pay the difference, but I'm not paying 12 something and $22. It ain't happening. 
So we're driving through the drive-thru, and we're sitting there at the window, and I'm not arguing. I'm just saying. And she's like, you need to hold on. And I'm like, oh, girl. So there that went right there. An irrational decision was about to burst inside of my soul because the old Brandon would have reached out and touched somebody or pulled on somebody. No, you ain't go, oh, hold up. <laughs> Let me open my door real quick. Lean in. Um, but then she said, oh, my gosh, they got the orders wrong, so every order that's behind me has been off. That's not my fault. That's your fault. Well, and you can't just blame the person that's doing the register because you're the boss. Either way, they said, never mind, you just take the food. I said, okay, thank you, have a good day. <laughs> and so we went on. Well, we're coming to the church to eat it because we live here. And... <laughs> half the time. And so we're here. I'm driving down the side road, get ready to turn on Haythorn, and this semi's coming, and he stops, and like he's turning down that side road right in front of Terrytown. I'm thinking, this semi's way too big to be turning down this small road. Well, he raises his hands, like, you know, flipping out. Irrational decisions starting to pop up in my life again. And I'm like, oh, I got to, I got to name it. I got to claim that. I got to, mm. And then he's yelling at me. I said, sir, you don't belong down this road. I'm trying to, he's like, you need to move. I'm like, I'm trying to. I'm just turning to hate. Blah, blah, blah. And he's flipping me off. I was like, oh, sucker. I'm about to, I don't know what it is about fighting and want to take your shirt off. You just need to. Maybe so they don't hold on to you. Um, but then an irrational decision was going to pop up that I was going to pull out a toothless wonder out of his truck and give him Jesus and then pray for healing. But I couldn't because I, I'm, I'm I'm better than that. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So even in that area, and this is all Friday, Sunday's coming. Um, and all that starts taking place. And he flips me all the way around. Like, I'm like, sir, I'm, you're in the road. Like slow motion flipping me off with my family in the car. And I'm like, if Brandon from 1998 was alive... And it's, you know how it gets creeping up your neck? Anyway, um, then we go to Kroger's that night, and, you know, everybody's gone. Kids are at a concert. Zion's with uh, Nana, and we're like, let's just make steaks. I'm tired of going out to eat and, not, and being disappointed. You know, like, we're walking into Kroger's, and this guy comes turning in and just flies down and almost hits me and Jen in his truck. And I'm like, dude, he's like yelling and just flies down the parking lot. I'm like, I've had three scenarios, and I feel like I'm about, I, need, I don't take inhalers, but I need something. <laughs> like, I'm about to lose it. And I'm like, and I'm just trying to be real about stuff. I'm like, bud, you can't be driving like that. Like, you're going to hit my wife. You're going to hit me. And he's, oh, he did. So I watched him. He just hurried up so he can get in the next parking lot because somebody was pulling out. Like, it, it was that deep to hit somebody? And I, I feel like at times that there, there's too many times we make irrational decisions. And at too many times, we, can, we, can, we have an opportunity to, and we have an opportunity not to. And it's hard not to. I'll just be real. You've got to fight for it. It's real easy to make that decision, to go crazy. And you've got to literally fight for the right thing. And you've got to renew your mind daily because it will jack you up. And, and if you make those decisions, um, it, it messes you up. But we went in, and I, you know, I, I, I guess I had to look back at it and say, man, I need to collect my thoughts here and realize that I won. 
See, too many times we don't, we don't celebrate the wins, the, the little fragments that when I should have cussed somebody out, when I should have beat the life out of them, when I should have acted crazy or, or should have yelled at somebody. I, I chose not to. I chose the higher road. I chose the, go- the gospel road. I, I chose to be, be internal than worldly. And you got to celebrate that because those things will pop up. I don't care if you're a pastor and you're like, oh, you're a pastor. You should. No, I'm a human being. I still am a sheep that needs the great shepherd. Please believe. Don't put me on no pedestal. No way. I've already broke it. <laughs> but too many times we make irrational decisions, <coughs> and irrational things do happen. Um, you know, this, this is a whole different subject, but you can make irrational decisions because there was a time a while back my mower went down, and then I needed to charge the battery, so I had to pull the car around. I'm hurry up. Everything's in a hurry. Hurry up, putting the, putting the cables on the terminals, putting it on. Everything's going. I'm letting it charge so I can start it up, and all of a sudden I smell something. And my nose is real good. Like, I can smell weird stuff. Like, you know what I mean? If you walk by and you ain't done some B.O., you smell like onions or something. Like, I can smell that. Um, you ever smell that? It smells like eighth grade locker room, trying to Febreze it and, yeah, wash yourself. Um, so I smelled something, and all of a sudden, my cables are hot. What I did was I put the positive on, on, on the negative and the negative on, I, I crossed the wires. And I didn't realize it, and it started getting real hot, and it was like, and everything's freaking out. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm trying to grab it, and then I burnt my hand because I'm like, oh, gosh. I took my shirt off. I wasn't fighting nobody. I just took it off so I could save myself. And I took my shirt off, and I hurried up and grabbed it. And I was like, just because in a fast, quick hurry, I did so. I did that. that was, nobody did that to me. I did that to me. And the thing started being irrational. The, the motor started acting up, and thank God I did it quick, and I saved it. And, and it was okay. One time real fast, I... I I bought a sound system. I got the subwoofer and the amp and all that. Well, when you start buying nice things and you can't afford to have it installed, you got to figure out how to install it yourself. So, like, we, we didn't balance out the rest of the uh, funds for that, um, me, back in the day. And so I'm trying to install it and put all this in. I'm so excited. I got this thing. It's going to be loud. My mom's going to hear it five blocks away. Um, and I get it gun, and I turn it on, and it's like, air, air, <laughs> you know. And I, something happened. I guess what I did was I crossed, the wires got crossed. And it started messing up everything because I didn't do it. I was in a hurry and I was trying to do it. And too many times we can be irrational real fast on doing something or, or everything that we do so fast, it starts to be irrational because it's responding the way you've done. And too many times we often behave irrational in, in, in our minds because a lot of times is we got the wires crossed. Too many times we get the wires crossed and we start being irrational. And we start behaving irrational. If you were with us last week and if you weren't, whoa, you need to listen to it. It was amazing. I had to go listen to it three times. Because I had to get that in my soul. And especially after Friday, I got to listen to it again. Um, But we talked about neural pathways. uh, How they take place in our brain. We showed like a video thing of the mind of how it fires and triggers. I don't know if she has that or not, but we showed stuff like that on the, on the screen about how it takes place. And every time you think a thought, it creates a new pattern, a new pathway in your mind. This is your mind behind right here. This is everything you think about creates a pathway, like a, a, a mental uh, trail that, that gets put into your mind. It, it forges a pathway. Your experiences or your thoughts are writing or programming into your brain. For example, I guess it, it starts at a, <coughs> at a young age because when a baby is, is 
little and they're, and they're smiling, the baby's smiling, and mom and dad's looking back at the baby that's smiling at him, and they're like, oh, and you know, you got that weird talk, goo goo, ga ga, like, we got minion moms now, you know what I mean? Nobody knows English. Um, we say weird stuff, but, but then the baby responds to it, so then we, we connect with that weird stuff, and, and all of a sudden, the baby's brain creates a pathway saying smiling is good. And all of a sudden, it's connected, and the, the, the pathways are just firing off that, man, smiling is good. Or maybe the baby or a toddler is touching something that's hot, and, 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 and pain relates to it, so it creates a pathway in the mind saying hot is bad. Hot hurts. Don't touch that. You know, and, and those things happen, or, you know, things, I'm just trying to give you simple things that, that what happens. A baby is crying, and, and mom and dad are trying to figure out what the heck's going on, but you realize the baby's crying because the baby wants a sucker. Now, I don't know who's in charge of Walmart or any grocery store that puts candy right where you're trying to check out. It's demonic. Especially for a child and especially for an adult that's trying to be on a diet and Reese's, they're, they're soft peanut. I got to try it. I mean, if it's soft, I need to know if it's soft. I've never had the cookie one. Is it good? I don't know. Why don't I, why don't I try it? You know, the struggle's real, guys. Just pray for me. I'm having counseling right here. Um, <laughs> but the baby's crying because the baby wants a sucker. I want a sucker. Ah! You know, they freak out. And mom and dad are like, no sucker. And then the baby starts crying more and throwing a fit and doing the whole arching and doing all the stuff. And what happens is, is mom and dad gives the baby a sucker. Um, and, uh, and now what we have now is a chemical that gets released in the baby's mind that says, crying gets me what I want. And then you realize that some of you parents in here today are suckers. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. And, and, and this is real stuff, though. That's why you see younger ones, and then as they get older, they do the same thing just in a different way to get what they want out of anybody. What happens is, is when you think a thought, your brain creates a, neur a neural pathway to release it and the more you think on that thought, the easier it becomes again and again. The more dominant that thought is, becomes, the good news is, the more dominant of the truth it is, you're going to continue to dwell on the truth. The bad news is, is, is the more dominant of the bad news and the negativity and, and believing the lies, you're going to think on those things. And that's why we behave so irrational at times. Many times... We have the wires in our mind crossed, and it's just, it's flashing, and it's, it's doing the wrong thing. It's, it's heating up, and it's going to cause a lot of problems because our thoughts aren't fixed on the things of God. They become fixed on the problem, and if we have it on the problem, we're going to have big troubles. So what do we know about our mind? One, we know that it's a battlefield. We know daily. I don't know if it was you today, and you're like, who, me? Yes, you. Struggling just to get into the room. I don't know if you woke up and heard that rain and you could have said, man, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't know if about you, but I love sleeping in the rain. It just relaxes me. Some people freak out, but it, I love it. It's relaxing. But maybe whatever it took you to get here, the good news is, is you're here. You won the battle in your mind to get here, and you're here. 
and most life's battles are won and lost in the mind. This is the stuff we recapped on it. We looked at the scripture in, in 2 Corinthians, and I'll, I'll just summarize it pretty quick. 10, it basically when the apostle Paul said, he said, uh, we live in the world, but we don't wage war, uh, war on the world as the world does. We don't wage war on it. As followers of Christ, we have a spiritual weapons, and they are not the same weapons as the world. Our weapons are divine power to demolish strongholds. What's a stronghold? It's the wrong pattern of thinking. It's the wrong pattern of thinking. It's a place where the wires in our brain are crossed and they need to uncross to do the right thing so they can connect in the right way. And too many times we keep crossing the wrong pattern, the wrong wires. And the scripture says, therefore we demolish arguments and every pretension Every wrongly crossed wire, basically, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We pull it down. We take it captive, every thought, and make it obedient unto Christ. We don't say all this other stuff and just let it be. We make it obedient. I want a sucker. No, you ain't getting a sucker. You, we make it obedient to Christ when the strongholds come. No, you're not going to win. I'm going to win because Christ wins in me. You make it obedient to Christ. That's why every thought you have matters, church. That's why every thought it does. It because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. You might sit here and think, my gosh, I've, this is deja vu. It is. It's the truth, and it's not going to stop. What comes into your mind tends to come out into your life. Whatever's in your mind is going to come and be an action in your life. What are you thinking about? What's your thought process? You can't have a positive life when you have a negative mind. When the wires are crossed, you can't have it connect the right way it needs to. You've got to uncross the wires and do it the right way. You can't have a positive life when the mind is negative. There's no way. So today, I want to create some tools before we get into this and get into this baptism. I want to create a couple tools to help you, to train your mind. I promise you this, church. If you are intentional about your thoughts, I promise you God's going to do an incredible thing in your life. Don't let them be careless. You're... You've come a long way. You're better than that. Fight for it. Fight for the right thing. Fight to do the, the right thing. And, and, and training your mind, and a lot of you, I'm guessing, are probably haven't ever thought about training your mind. You've probably thought about training your dog, and that's a work in progress, and Lord knows ain't no cat trained. They just do what they want. Come here, sit down. No, this cat just do, does its thing and just stares at you. And they love you and not all that, but you can't train them really. When you have a bunch of people together and you're trying to instruct them, it's like herding cats. Like, ain't nobody wanting to look. Anyway. And, and we, we think about training our dog, and then we also think about training our body. And thinking about training your body actually can, can, can be a good leap into training your mind. For example, for years, off and on, <clears throat> and, you know, being young and dumb and just doing whatever I was wanting to do, um, I thought training your body was about exercise, running, jumping, sit-ups, push-ups, lifting weights. That's what you did with your body. You're training your body. You're getting some good stuff. But a couple years ago, um, eating anything I wanted, <laughs> I discovered that training isn't just about what you, what you do with it. It's about what you put into it. And if you talk to anybody that literally works out and is really trained in that, 
a lot of it is the way you eat. If what you put into the body, that's going to make the big difference on the other end of that with the weights and everything. It all has to balance. You can't just lift weights and, and keep eating ho-hos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or, or order your Big Mac and uh, Diet Coke, please. Like the Diet Coke's going to justify your huge order. I'm working out. Yeah, you are. That arm's working too. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, this mind, man, it's, I got to got to get it. Um, but at times we, we, we do that. So this is such a good illustration of the mind because it's not how you've been thinking, but, but what we pour into our mind that either can train our mind to continue to continue to believe the wrong, or it can train our mind to believe the truth. What are we putting into this mind that is going to help set the tone? Just like working out. It's just not what you do with it. It's also what you put into it. What are you putting into this? I want to show you the Apostle Paul, um, and, and as you read the Word of God and you, and you watch him progress in his life, he starts to renew his mind. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Let me give you content before. So the Apostle Paul is writing from a Roman prison, okay? This is him having to write. Now, a lot of people struggle just to write anything. Some of you don't even take notes. Oh, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> like, where's my pen? But Paul's in prison taking notes that God's given him. And you know what's crazy? We have the freedom to take notes anywhere on anything. And sometimes we just like let it slip. But he's in prison taking notes. He is in prison. It's a very terrifying thing. Uh, a possibly, possibly awaiting uh, execution. Paul's in jail. And it couldn't get any worse than this. I'll tell you what he didn't say before I tell you what he did say. He didn't say, well, God, that's, this, this isn't right. I serve you. How, why are you putting me through this? Why have you let me down? He didn't say, uh, I can't go on with my life anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm stuck in this situation, and you, you're not listening. I can't do this anymore. It cannot get any worse than this. I mean, are you kidding me? I'm trying to tell him what you said. Paul didn't say anything like that. Here's what he said. Dear brothers and sisters, one final thing from a Roman prison. He said, fix your thoughts. Somebody say, fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. I don't care if you're watching online, you can put it in chat. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Fix them on what? is honorable, what is right, pure, what is lovely, admirable. Fix your thoughts. Now this man just got beat, locked up in prison, all this stuff's going on, and he's trying to write to the church, to everybody, and say, you need to fix your thoughts on what's right. He could have been like, God, this is it. I'm telling you right now, I cannot believe it. <laughs> going off, you know how it is, you know, go to Facebook diaries, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Fix your thoughts on all the things. He didn't say fix your thoughts on worst case scenarios, what's, what you hate, what you're afraid of, what could go wrong, but fix your thoughts on what's good. A guy being beat doesn't have Wi-Fi, doesn't have the TV, don't have a toilet in there with him, sitting in there in a gross room trying to write real soft and, and not get in trouble, but fix your thought. If I could say one last thing to, to the church, fix your thoughts on what's right, what's lovely, what's pure from being beat. And, and he says, think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. 
And I like the way the King James says it. The, King, the New King James Version says, if there's any virtue and if there's any, anything praiseworthy, what do we do? We meditate on these things. I love the way it says it. If there's anything, we meditate on any of that, on the things that are praiseworthy and the, any virtues. What's the definition of meditation? It's simple. To engage in a mental exercise to focus on one's thoughts. We, you, you, it says meditate on, on the things above. It's, it's just to focus. If you're looking at Scripture and there's many examples of godly people meditating on the things of God. And there's times that people look at meditation and they hear meditation like, oh, that's of the devil. No, it's a bit turn stupid. Let's just be real about it. But meditating on God is not wrong. Now, people trying to Ooh, goose faba and do those weird stuff, I don't know what they're looking for. They ain't going to find it. But meditating on the things of God is what's real. And, and, and the examples, the psalmist in Psalms uh, 119.15, I meditate God on your precepts and consider your ways. God, I meditate on you. I consider your, one, 143.5 says in Psalms, I meditate, God, on all your works and consider your, your hands, what your hands have done. I, I, I meditate on everything you've done. Church, are you meditating on the things of God, what he's done for you, what he saved you from, how he set you free? Or are we just stuck still in the prisonment of our mind? Trying to rewrite how we should get out instead of saying, God, do whatever you can to get me through it. See, Eastern meditation, since we were talking about the whole weird stuff, Eastern meditation has a different focus. I've been told that oftentimes that Eastern meditation, basically what you're doing is you're emptying your mind to try to focus on nothing to get in a state of calm in your life. Boom. Anyway, that's, that's somebody licking the, I always think of Ace Ventura or something, like, sorry. Uh, but emptying your mind, trying to get in this weird state of mind. But see, here's what the difference is, is Christian meditation isn't about emptying your mind. It's actually the opposite. It's about filling your mind with truth. It's not about empty. It's about filling it with truth and fixing your mind, and, and it's about training it. One of the highest priorities of personal development is learning to focus your mind. Because focus takes skill. Does it not take skill to focus on something you're trying to do? Uh, can I quote somebody, a great theologian? The great theologian, Jackie Chan, um, <laughs> Jackie Chan said in the remake of Karate Kid, which, side note, hit the brakes, does not live up to the original, you know, Daniel-san and uh, Mr. Miyagi. Um, wax on, wax off. Doesn't live up to it. I know it's an older movie. But Jackie Chan said during that movie, movie he was saying, your focus needs more focus. Your focus needs more focus. If, if you can just, I guess, say to you right now, if I could say it to you right now, is that your focus, it needs it. It needs more. Your mind needs to be uncrossed, the, 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 the wires are crossed, it needs uncrossed and be programmed because the crossed wires are starting to program itself to believe things that are not real. Does this make sense? All 
you need to do is focus on the truth. When you uncross the wires and start living the right way in your mind, it will focus on the truth. It will fire off in the mind and it start dwelling on the things above. Fix your focus on him. Fix your mind. Because at times, I don't know for you, but at times my mind tries to drift. And I don't know about you, but it tries to drift quickly. I had an opportunity Friday, like I said, for it to just drift real quick, lose every paddle that I was rowing in and go off. But I have to fix my mind. I have to put more focus on it. It, it, it usually, I mean, if we're being real, if it's starting to drift, it never really just drifts towards the truth. It generally drifts towards your insecurities, your fears, your worst case scenarios, and the lies the devil tries to tell you for years. You're not going to be good enough. Uh, you're not capable. How could God ever use you? Like you believe these drifting lies. What I want to do is basically learn to medit meditate on the truth, to focus and train your mind to the truth. And, and honestly, like... There's a couple things I want to do, like I said, more like an exercise that I want to leave you with that you can dwell on as you go and apply to your life. Now, I know that this is tough because you're applying truth to your life. And, and it can be tough because, in other words, it isn't something that you've done maybe for, maybe for five years or maybe for 10 years or maybe for 30. Like, you, you, you have been set in your ways for so long that sometimes it takes a little bit longer to develop the myths, the, to change the myths, truths, to replace them with the actual truth of who God is and what he says about you. People can get so caught up in what they think and get lost in it. I'm telling you, this is going to be a game changer in your personal life, if you allow it to be. Or you can just leave here and say, that was a good service and it was awesome to see them get baptized. Or you can say, I'm going to apply some of this because I do, I do struggle in my mind at times. It'll help you grow in your thoughts. As you start to repeat over and over the truth of God, over and over, and it creates a new, a, a new nurture, ah, a new pathway in your mind that will allow you to start reforging a path of goodness, of truth, and stuff in your mind. I guess the, I've said it last week, but we're going to kind of enhance it a little bit. I'll say it again. Number one, what stronghold's holding you back? We talked about this last week. And you're like, man, this is like deja vu. It is because it's the truth. What is it that's holding you back? What's your biggest stronghold holding you back? What is it? What is the top one? Because you can't just work on all of them. You got to at least start with one. And you got to demolish the one and then you get to the next one. But you got to at least start with one. What is it that's holding you hostage? Identify where you have had the wires crossed, the, the stronghold that's crossed in your brain. And some of you, it could be a lie. Maybe it's just a lie. Maybe some of you, you just struggled when you grew up, your family struggled with finances and you believe a lie that you'll never be good in finances because that's how you grew up. Maybe it's something else. Maybe you're believing in, in a different, I will always just be in debt or, or it might be something else. I, I, the wires are crossed and I, I can't overcome this addiction. I'm never gonna be able to overcome addiction. And I tell you right now, we've seen people every week talk about how they've let go of addiction in, in their life. You talk about revival, that's revival. That's, that's amazing. But maybe you don't believe it because in your own self, all you've seen is addiction, so you've you just been dabbing in addiction and you don't know how you can break free from it. So you've got, you got to see, what's the stronghold? 
Or maybe like we talked about with health, I'm never going to be healthy. There's no, ever, no way I can be healthy. I can't control myself. I mean, how could I ever give up this? You know, at times we've done like, like the Daniel fast and stuff, and people were freaking out. Like, there's no way I can give up sugar. Sugar. Have you seen Men in Black? That guy's like, I need sugar. <laughs> That's you with your tea and your coffee and your cakes and you got sugar. <laughs> anyway, but, but that's the problem. We, I, I'll never be able to give up what, I, what I'm, I can't be healthy. There's no way. It's too expensive to be healthy. That's the big number one. And I know I can tell, if you really talk to some people, though, I promise you this, that they can, they will debate you on that. Because there is ways. Now, don't get me wrong. When a cheeseburger is a dollar and a salad six, I think there's a problem. But when you try to find deals and you really work hard to do it because your health is more important than anything, we want, you, we want your hands hot, not cold, meaning you still being alive and not dead. We want to see longevity in your life because you're going to do something incredible for God in this church. And we need your wisdom for the next generation coming up. So please take care of yourself. This ain't like a health class, but <laughs> Sunday school. Um, but the, the thing is, is, Maybe you think, well, I can never get a good job, a meaningful job. I mean, there's no way uh, it's, it's beneath you because my parents struggle, so there's no way I'm going to do something I love. I'm just going to have to be struggling with that forever. And whatever your stronghold is, you got to find it. What do we want to do? Demolish the stronghold where, where you mentally have wires crossed the wrong way because those crossed wires are causing you to think that I can never overcome the stronghold. But when you get them in order and you use the word of God to direct order, you will know that you can't. And you can move forward in the things of God. The second one is, is, what's the truth? What's the spiritual truth that demolishes that? What's that second one? That, that, that God demolishes that stronghold. What is it? What is the spiritual truth from God to demolish the stronghold? And so you've got to look at that. First of all, if you've got to find it, say, I struggle with being honest. Okay, what's the Bible say about honesty? This is the truth. And, and, and we can, like, pop off, but do you truly know? You know what's sad is, you know, back in the day, it was like everybody knew John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only. But today's culture, you could say John 3, 16, and you know how many people don't know John 3, 16? Because I used to try to trick him up. Okay, if you know John 3, 16, what's John 3, 17? You know what I'm saying? But now we, we're struggling to even see what John 3, 16 is. And it's trying to be lost. And we can't lose that. So you've got to find the truth, and you've got to dig in it. And what's crazy is we have this, and we have this. And, it, yeah, this could be like the tree of good and evil, but Google, what scriptures in the Bible help me with pride? You, this is real stuff. We, we, everybody's freaking out about AI, but you've been using it for a long time, just saying, hey, Google, hey, Siri. <laughs> it's already been happening. So... The reality is, is find the scripture, and then you start highlighting it, then you write it down, and what's the truth? That's the truth. Okay, if that's the truth, then I need to stand on the truth of the word of God for what I'm struggling in. Not just guess. Jesus wept. Okay, cool. <laughs> Why'd he cry? <laughs> anyway. Um, then we're going to take the scripture, and not just any truth, but the truth that empowered by the living word of God and his word, and, we're, and it's going to transform us. And we're going to let his word renew us. And then we're going to move forward. And then here's what we're going to do. We're going to write it down. 
and with some truth, like, guys, I'm trying to just make this real practical because you know me, at times I'm preaching all kinds of ways. But this is so practical. We're going to write it down and be very specific about how we're writing this thing down and what is the truth that demolishes the stronghold that I'm facing right now. Why does my mind keep going back to that same thing that it always goes to? Why do I hurry up and, with some people, this, this happens. Why do I pop off before I think? Anybody ever put your foot in your mouth? Talking before you thought about what you was going to say and then you have to retract and, there's a lot more work. If you just do the right thing, you ain't got a mess to clean up. Write that with that. That's a, good, that's a good point. It's not even in this. If you do the right thing, you don't have a mess to clean up. Good stuff. So the third thing is, is write a biblical declaration. They're powerful biblical truths that renew the mind and that can transform your life for good. A declaration is an announcement. We're making a declaration. Now, when you hear the word declaration, we think of one thing. The Declaration of Independence. Anybody know what that's about? <laughs> Anybody smarter than fifth grader? <laughs> why, why did they write that? Anybody know? For real. Dad, I know you know. You're history buff. You, you think you're on Jeopardy, but you're not. But he sit there and be like, I know the answer. I don't know if you jump, but, you know, whatever. Anybody know, for real? Somebody? Why is it written? Why was the Declaration of Independence written? Huh? Yeah. To be separated from Great Britain, to, to, to be Independence Day, July 4th, to be independent from that, to make an announcement that we're coming together and we're going to be independent and we're not... We're not going to be under that. We're choosing something different. When you start making biblical declarations in your life, you're making a statement to the enemy. You're no longer holding me hostage anymore. I'm choosing a different path in my life. I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to be independent on, on, on who God is in my life. So I will make a declaration. So now what we do, we find it. What is the stronghold? And then we find the truth in it. And then we start writing a biblical declaration out that, that will cover and demolish the, the, the negativity and the stuff in our life. If you do not want to apply this, you do not want to be set free. Because that's the truth. Because it says that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And the biggest thing when you're struggling, I always tell people in counseling or if people just come up to me privately and say, man, I've been struggling and blah, 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 blah. Not saying your blah, blahs are not important, but I'm just saying my biggest first question to anybody is have you been reading your word? And most of the time, well, you know, I ain't made time for that. You ain't made time for it. There's 24 hours in a day. And you can't make time for it. You got a Bible app that actually gives you a scripture to kind of give you some uh, shallow water. You ain't made time for what? Uh, did you take a drink of water today? Some people struggle with that. Did you eat? Did you make time for that? Hopefully you made time for your teeth. Did you brush them? You know what I'm saying? Like we have this routines we do, but why isn't God in the top of our routine? That's why people struggle to give at church. They're afraid of you wanting their money. It's not, nobody wants your money. We just want you blessed. And it blesses the house because it's all together. But if God's not important here, he ain't going to be important here. He ain't going to be important here. He definitely ain't going to be important in here. But we got to find the truth and the truth to set you free. And what does this word say? If you say you're a Christian, then you're, one of your creeds, you should be in the word of God. 
If you say you're a Christian, then you should be willing to give because that is off the top of the fruit what God said. You should be willing to follow the, the guidelines to what God said. If, he, if you took a knee, the, didn't we have a king yesterday or something? Took it on. King Charles. If you took it and you took a knee and, and Christ was, it was giving you the, putting the sword between you to knight you. And then he gives you a declaration and a creed to follow. If you call on the name of Jesus, you have a responsibility to this in all areas. And so when you're struggling, I'm not saying we don't struggle because life happens. But where do you go to when life happens? You keep going back to whoever to feel good about yourself? Or do you go to the word of God and you, you identify it, you bring it down, you, you, you identify the truth, and then you make a declaration over your life? I want to encourage you to write it. Write a sentence. Not just any sentence, but meditate and think on the Lord and say, what could I write down that of, of my stronghold? And I don't care where you put it, but put it somewhere. Yeah, it's got to be in your heart because eventually it will get in your heart. That's why the Word of God says, hide the Word in your heart so that you will not sin against it. We live in a free country where the Word can be flopped and thrown around, but there's other countries in our world that they're hiding this. And trying to have the gospel hidden. And trying to, yeah, God said this. And you're hiding because they're trying to kill Christians. But we go around in our country and act like it's no big deal. We got, I mean, we got plaques. We got nice cool paintings on the wall that say stuff. And yet we don't even follow what it says. I can do all things through Christ. Can you? Because you just told me you're struggling with this. Are you applying it, or is it just a cool picture on your wall anymore? When did the gospel just become a plaque on the wall? You go to churches, and they got this mission giving, and they got layers of who's gave what. Well, we got shrines now? What are we doing? I, I'm all about missionary work, but don't tell me you got a heart for Africa if you can't move a muscle in Terre Haute, Indiana. Don't tell me that. Oh, we go, we're a missionary church. No, you ain't. You just look good on paper. Anyway, I'm about done. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to encourage you to write it down, take a hold of it. We're going to encourage you to, to or I am, I'm going to encourage you to confess it until God starts to renew your mind. So basically, I'm going to say it like this, and you're going to get this in your head, and you're going to hear it. Write it down. Write it, think it, confess it until you believe it. Write it, think it, confess it till you believe it. Write it, think it, confess it till you believe it. Write it, think it, confess it till you believe it. You're going to create a new pathway. Renew your mind and, 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 and do the things. I'm going to give you a couple examples, and we're going to switch gears, and we're going to get these adults, teenagers, kids baptized. You guys ready? Let me give you an example of this because I know we're like, man, that's a lot to take in. That's a lot for me to like grab a hold of my stronghold and find the truth and then have a declaration with that. You know what it's called? Yeah, I hate the word. Don't you hate it? Homework. But it, it, honestly, for real, if you, if you truly know, like if you truly want like set free from things and you're struggling with stuff, wouldn't you want to dig in and figure out how you, you have the answer in front of you to, to set you free? Why wouldn't you want it? Like why wouldn't you dig into it? If the, if the cure of it is right here, why wouldn't you take it? Like it's that good. Okay, so, so here's an example. Uh, maybe you're, you're struggling to know God's will for your life. So if you're struggling to know God's will for your life, and that is your stronghold, because I'm always struggling to know God's will, so it just got my wires crossed, and I go, oh. So here's, here's, here's the declaration that is an example that can help you. 
that, that your declaration is, my life belongs to God. That's a declaration. My life belongs to God. Daily, I seek him. Daily, he directs my steps. My life belongs to God. Daily, I seek him. Daily, he directs my steps. I know his voice. He leads me to his perfect will. That's a declaration if you're struggling. I'm not saying this is the one you have to use, and if you need to, use it. But what I'm saying, if you're struggling with that, and that's a stronghold in your life, you got to say it. you got to say it and say it. My life belongs to God. Daily I seek him. Daily he directs my steps. I know his voice. He leads me to his perfect will. And maybe, and maybe for you it's, it's something else. Maybe it's lacking confidence. And every time you come in, you feel insecure, you feel inadequate, that you feel like you're not enough, and, and, and you feel like you can't get along, you can't do that. You can't achieve anything because you're never going to add up to anything. If that's your stronghold, you're finding the truth in the gospel, and maybe this is your declaration to yourself. My confidence is in Christ and Christ alone. Because of his spirit lives within me, I can do everything he calls me to do. My confidence is in Christ and Christ alone. Because he lives within me, I can do everything he calls me to do. And I know some of you are like, man, I need to write this stuff down. Listen, that's why we have YouTube. You can go back and listen to it. And if you're techie with your phone, you can take a picture of it, and your picture will actually grab your, your words and put it in word form. I don't know if you know that or not. But it can do that also. But here's what you need to do. That is a statement that you make and you live by it and you say it. What do we do? We're going to think it. We're going to write it. We're going to think it until we believe it. Write it, think it, confess it till we believe it. We're going to make declarations and we're going to say it over and over. Whatever my strongest hold. God, and you listen, what I'm trying to tell you right now, and I'm talking 100 miles an hour, is I'm trying to tell you that it might look stupid. It might look ignorant, but so did the donkey talking, and so did the bird that gave the food, and so did the fire and the cloud by day, and so did the mud in the eye and the wet willy Jesus putting, laying on the kid and setting them free. Whatever you got to do to get your mind in order, do it. Whatever your struggle is, we all struggle. You say it. Okay, well, maybe the next one is, I'm just giving you a couple, and then I'm going to just leave it at that. You're like, you know what? I've been fighting some things, and these are deep ones. I've been fighting lustful thoughts. And you're sick and tired of, of the images haunting you. You're sick and tired of being hostage to the images. And you're going to let God renew your mind. And you're going to say it over and over. And you're going to make a declaration that something like this for your lustful thoughts. I am not a slave to lustful thoughts. Because God has purified my mind. I will honor him with my eyes and my thoughts. My God is faithful even if I am tempted. He will always give me a way out. I'm going to honor God. I'm going to create declarations that if i got to put it on my phone, if i got to remind myself, i got to write it. Some of you girls be writing on your, on your mirrors. If you got to put it on your mirror, however you got to remind yourself these declarations of independence for your life. This would have been a good Independence Day sermon, huh? And maybe the other one is, you know, we, we're going to, what do we say? We're going to write it, we're going to think it, we're going to confess it, and we're going to believe it. And maybe, maybe the other one, another one's for you. It's like, man, I, I struggle with food. I just can't stop eating. <laughs> and, and we all do that because, like, some of you could be on a diet, and you can tell exactly if, you're, if your mindset is right. If, say, like, like for me, I'm not, and it, it would have to be a, a God thing. Somebody brought in a pecan pie and laid it right here in front of me. 
going to be in heaven. I know it. Um, it's going to be at the table. Or your favorite food. Somebody just made the best steak the way you like it. And all the fixings. And, and, and maybe you're just like, I'm trying to fast. I, I'm, I'm really trying to stay away from that for right now because I'm trying to do that. Whatever it is, you've got to, if food has been a battle for you, let's just be real about it. People battle it all the time. We don't, nobody wants to talk about it, but what do we do? So we're going to make a declaration to it. And if that's your stronghold and you found the truth of the word of God, add it to it. So when I'm stressed, I turn to God. I don't turn to food when I'm stressed. I turn to God when I'm stressed. I turn to God, not food. I come to Jesus because he is what I need. In him, I find strength and comfort. People struggle. They turn to food. They're like stress eating. Go off because they're just in a mode, mode and moment and a thought in their mind. Maybe yours is at the end is uh, I battle worry. I'm battling worry, and I, I'm, I'm consumed with worry. I'm always worried about something. Something always gets me. But what's, what is your declaration? Because of Christ, I am not anxious about anything anymore. I cast all my cares on God because he cares for me. I have the peace of God dwelling in my heart, ruling in my mind. You've got to make a declaration for yourself of what you deal with because my declaration might not be yours. But some could add up together. That's good to get studying and, and grab stuff to, to fit you. We're going to identify it. We're going to write it. We're going to think it. We're going to confess it, and we're going to believe it. I'm going to have the worship team come. Hold on. We're going to do the baptism just in a minute. But I'm going to have the worship team get up here. We're going to write it. We're going to create a new, new pathway. A neural path. I can't say neural. I don't know why I keep struggling with that word. Pathway according to the truth of God. We're going to in a few minutes. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get some worship going. And people are going to get back in that corner and get ready to go get baptized. This is worth it. And I will tell you this. When it's all said and done, what we're going to do, they will, they will get baptized. They will come up. We're going to get some worship going. I will say this. Unless you have a child, we don't need a bunch of other people in the back. We don't need people. You, we got people that are going to have videos ready for the thing. We got cameras. We got stuff that's going to be, everything's going to be like, we got everything ready for it. But I'll say this, church, at, towards the end of this right here. We'll make some declaration. I hope this has been good. I don't know for you. I, I know that, I know I've talked 100 miles an hour, but I hope, I hope that this has been good and, and, and just challenging to your soul. What did I say? A declaration is an announcement. So we're going to make an announcement to the enemy. I don't live like that anymore. To try to keep, I'll, I'll say this, for me, to try to keep my mind renewed, I, I like to listen to a lot of different things. I like to read different things. So for me, at times, I read leadership books. I read, um, um, I listen to podcasts. I, lead, I listen to stuff about, um, about church uh, growth or, or pastoring. Uh, there's times that I listen to other people that are successful in business um, and, and learn how to best do with what God has given us with the finances of the house and to be diligent and stuff like that. So I, I'm always, and I'll tell you this, just because you're out of school and we're doing graduation stuff later, you'll never stop learning. You'll never stop learning, and you want to learn. And so there's a lot of stuff. There's stuff I, I, I grab to renew my mind, and we've talked about that stuff because we got to win the war in our mind. Uh, he's trying to do a new thing, but we got to allow it to happen so we can grab a hold of everything we need to grab a hold of. There's stuff out there that God... Uh, will give you insight on if you're reading and you're wanting to pursue it.
He'll give you insight on it. And then what you'll do is you'll start applying it to your life and shaping it around you and letting it fit around you. So if leadership stuff and you're applying, because not everything applies to you on certain things, but you'll grab and pick stuff out of like leadership development and stuff like that, that, that will help you. This is the truth. Can I read you something that, of stuff that I've, I've, I've listened to and picked? And I want it to be personal. So I'm going to read it to you. And we're going to switch. And I'll say it like this. This is the stuff I need to uncross the wires in my life. Let me read you this declaration. I declare Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve and glorify him. I love my wife and I will lay down my life to serve her. My children will love God and serve him with their whole hearts. I will nurture, equip, train, and empower them to do more for the kingdom than they thought than they could ever think possible. I love people and I believe the best about others. I am disciplined. Christ is stronger than the wrongs in me. I am growing closer to Jesus every day because Christ, my family, is closer. My body is stronger. My faith is deeper because of Christ. My leadership is sharper because of Christ. I'm creative. I'm driven, focused. I'm blessed beyond measure because the Holy Spirit dwells within me. I develop leaders. This is not something I do. This is who I am. I bring my best, then some. It's what I do after I bring my best that makes the difference. And I declare that this, I declare this and believe it to be true. That the world will be different and better because I serve Jesus today. You have to write it, church. You have to think it. You've got to confess it until it's true. That's what matters. Your life, church, is going in the direction of your strongest thoughts. If you don't control what you think, you'll never control what you do. Take back your mind. Take back your mental thoughts. Fix your mind on things above. Identify the stronghold where you have the wires crossed. Grab a hold of it. Find the truth. Make a declaration. Write it. Think it. Do all the above. Stand with me, church. And can I, before we transition for them to go out, can I, can I read a declaration I want to read over you? Is that okay? For you personally. Now I'm telling you this. Now some of you, this is the truth about anything. Some of you will find the stronghold, will apply the, the gospel to it and make a declaration. Some will think about it and not even do it. But I'm telling you, I promise you this. His word is true. It will set you free. Will it take work? Absolutely it will take work. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do about it? In a few minutes, we're going to see people get baptized because they are trying and they have 
they have realized that in their mind they can only do what God has asked them to do. So today before we do worship, I'm going to give you a declaration. And I wanted everybody a part of this. I didn't know which way I was going to go with this, but I'm going to do it right here in this moment. For those of you, I would say it like this. If you're able to, two things. If you receive something, a lot of times when you receive something, kids, if I gave you a a gift or something, you would probably put your hands out to want to receive it, right? Absolutely. So what I'm going to ask everybody is two things. Close your eyes and focus. And put your hands out to receive something. You don't have to put them out real big, just right here by you. Just keep it, you know, locked in. And here, it's, uh, here, here it goes. Eyes closed, hands out. We're ready to receive. For those of you in Christ, you are strong and mighty. You have the same power that raised Christ from the dead dead, dwelling within you. You are a weapon of righteousness in a world of darkness. You are not your past. You are not what you did. You are who God says you are. He says you're forgiven. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. They have power to demolish strongholds. Worry is not your master. You trust in God. His peace guards your heart. Guards your mind, guards your soul in Christ. Your God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. The Lord is your helper. You will not be afraid. You are not a slave to your habits. You are not a prisoner to your past. You have been rescued by the power of darkness into the kingdom of God's light. Your God will bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, you have everything you need, everything to do the work God has called you to do. You have everything. You walk by faith. God is the head of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the truth, church. If you're getting baptized, just go to that back door, and they're going to get you going. Let me tell you something, church. Stay focused. This is the truth. It sets you free. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. Not death, no demons, no present, no past. No power on earth can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Come on, we're going to worship. We're going to get into some worship as they're getting ready to come back here. And we're going to celebrate these great moments. But nothing will separate you. And I'll tell you this. Write it down. What is the stronghold? What's the truth? Declare it over your life. Make the statement and then repeat it and repeat it and repeat it till you live it out. He's so good, church. These next few minutes, we're going to worship and we're going to head back there and get ready. Here we go.